0: Log Talk Radio. My third eye To understand the pages off in your mind I wanna know your energies I I wanna give you all you need And know. Oh, I wanna be the one you call in late night The one that you can hold and make it all right
1: I wanna give you sanity I,
2: Cause a few my clicks I done Took your nigga, you can have it a have Harlem shaking through my thing Yeah, I done locked it Here goes another hit Too many cause I done lost it Like thugger said, I want that money And I want that power I be out that liquor, never on that powder. I fifty, I be swimming like my name is clowned up Fucking bitches, they like what you found Oh, sexy body, I'm exploring Niggas love us, they be falling Flexin' niggas, so annoying Hate, ignore we so born They always do in the sunshine Run the scatter when the rain fallin' In your station when the nigga ballin' When you broke, nobody callin' Don't forget the ones who was there Holdin' your head when it was bad If it don't add up Okay, nigga, shit, I'd rather Canada Got a lot of hoes, out in lockdown Another trip, another show, she's out in lockdown Someone through the state, out in lockdown And it's got a few on my clear, she's out in lockdown Got a lot of hoes, out in lockdown Another trip, another show By that. I'm some pilot, I don't know out, I'm too official Rappers biggest issue, these hoes are super I'm really out of Every performance bitch, I'm flyin' Any stage, without the am Been through it all, had a payment due Fucked up, had a change of views Win the lose, I was going through Run the game and break the rules No time to be scared, Say all of your prayers, hope you're prepared If it don't add up deal, but I still don't wanna. Gotta let another trip, another show. The day, a I don't know I don't the I don't few on my clip, I don't I don't
3: tuned in to the mother un uh-uh, greatest
4: That's right the ladies are back welcome to last chat hey T Hey Alicia girl yes we are back it's been a minute but you know this is our grassroots I have so much fun when we're on the radio and I missed you guys <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to be doing a little bit more of the radio only because we get a lot of music and I want to shout everybody out. Shout out to Ugly Money. They're always sending us music. Uh, Shout out Mm -hmm. to Superstar K always sending us music. Um, Shout out to, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of the label, Um, but they're out of Texas always sending us music. And the problem is when we do our live. Um, Because some of those are um, recording artists that are charting, we always get Mm -hmm. dinged in our videos, and it leaves that that slight um, pause because Facebook will tag our stream. So Mm -hmm. even though they don't do it on YouTube – uh, because you can go to our YouTube page and be able to check out all of our live interviews in its entirety. When we play music, we want everybody to be able to hear it and listen to it. So when we have artists, we're going to have to bring it over here. So that way, everything can come out. It's not tagged. And then we don't have no extra mm-hmm. stuff on us. You know what I'm saying? All right. I miss our music. I tend to play some of it on Tuesday night, you know, during our sports show. Cause I miss mm-hmm. it so much, but those were some, those were some jams. So thank you, everybody, that always sends us music. Our musical library is chock full of so much talent, and we're just very appreciative for those that share it with us. Absolutely, and we want to shout out just a few people that are friends to the show: Gigi Zanero and Brittany Passion. Listen, have y'all seen All the Queens Men? So I, I was watching it, and I kept seeing this this little, these braids, and I was like, that looks like Gigi. Well, Gigi and mm-hmm. Brittany are both in the show. So we want to shout them out. Doing great, Brittany uh, and Gigi. Love y'all. Also, friends of the show, Keith Robinson. Yes, Keith Robinson is more than just an actor. He has fabulous mo- music. That was his song that we first played. Uh, for his love apostolic too, for his love languages. But he mm-hmm. is in, you know, everybody knows me. They know I like cozy mysteries, right? I love Hallmark mm-hmm. movies and mysteries. That's my jam. That's my channel. Heart to heart. That's my thing, right? Well, mm-hmm. they have, and I've been seeing more of uh, African-American cozy mysteries with uh you know, full African American cast, and so there's right. only been one, um, no, two. There's been two, if I'm not mistaken, so far. Um, but now we have Redemption in Cherry Springs, uh, which is uh-huh. going to be this Sunday. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Um, make sure you check it out. Rachel Addis and Keith Robinson, y'all. Make sure y'all support them. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that. And then shout out to Big 50 and she has her, uh, biopsy getting ready to come out. So excited. Remy Ma is playing Big 50. So I'm excited to, to, to hear and see what's going to come through that. I'm just excited y'all. Cause we, we doing some things. We are doing some things. And you know, Absolutely. I love to see that. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear the excitement in her voice? I hear it. <laughs> and then y'all so, know, we, of course, we got Visions and Books 2022. This will be my third Visions and Book. Um, um it's going to be. It's now considered like a conference. So it's a book conference, and um, we're going to start it off with our karaoke karaoke bash on April the first. Then we will have Mm -hmm. our event on April 2nd, and then April 2nd that evening will be the vision party. It's actually going to be a vision board party. We're going to have dinner. You'll be able to eat, greet, and have fun with your favorite author. We have some fabulous authors that are going to be there, and I pick these authors specific. When I pick our featured authors, I pick them in a way. Um, It's actually purposely done. One, because I know Mm -hmm. what the reader is going to get when they get one of their books. Um, These are considered what I call hardcore writers. Um, Their pen is elite. Uh and it, it doesn't go down, it always goes up. So I appreciate all of these authors that have uh come on board to Visions and Books twenty twenty two. Um excited for that, excited for the vendors that are coming on. Um, this is gonna be a great one. It's gonna be on my birthday next year, so I'm excited for that. Um, but let's get this show quick and T seven fifteen. Absolutely. And I'm a co sign because you got some phenomenal lineups that are scheduled to be at the Vision and Book. So make sure you guys follow you know, follow us and when we post those links for you to get your tickets, your hotel rooms, get everything going and uh, just come into Atlanta and have a great time with the awesome people that Leisha has lined up. So once again this is Let's chat. I was about to say let's chat live, Leash. I'm sorry. Speaking of let's chat live, Leash, before we get going, we want to thank everybody that voted for us on MTV. Yes. We were winners. Yes.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you
4: about me and T. When I talk about the competitive, Miss Tony is competitive. She's like, that yes. sounds like she was into it. Miss Tony likes to win, (laughs) let me tell you. My girl likes to win. She goes hard. And I was like, that's one of our things because we were both very competitive. And y'all came through. Y'all came through. And we appreciate everybody. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so very
1: much, y'all. Yes, that was so exciting. First
4: of all, we didn't even know we were nominated. But when we got, we took one out of two. I think we took Best TV show, not just of the year, but this best TV show. Let me just get an amen on that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You, you, you do a phenomenal things. so I digress, I just want to thank everybody that voted for Let's Chat, Felicia and I, we so appreciate you guys. But here on let Chat, we love celebrating the dopeness. Now, Alicia and I first started off just celebrating literature, because she and I are both avid readers, you know, we love the word, but our show has evolved into so much more than just literature, and you could just get a taste of it by the opening of our show this evening, and um. Those that Alicia mentioned and those honorable positions, we now do music. We have authors. We have literary agents. We have actors. We have some of everybody. Every walk of life has come through the doors of last chat. So we want to thank you guys and celebrate just the dopeness of all the arts. Now, our show allows all those that are passionate about their purpose to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. Because, you know, we are heard all around the world, and we don't know who may be listening and be touched by a word that they hear on Let's Chat just to give them that spark, just to let them know they are not alone in whatever passion that they have going on. So we want to thank everybody for sharing that passion and sharing their time, because time is so precious, Lee. You know, we can't get back that time once it has been taken. So thank you once again for tuning in to Let's Chat tonight. Get ready for another fabulous show, and I can't wait to get it popping and enjoy our special guest this evening, so welcome. Absolutely, and then I I just want to shout out, because you did mention we we are heard all over the world. We actually have listeners everywhere, so shout out to Ecuador, shout out to Spain, shout out to Thailand, shout out to Russia. Okay, friends, we see y'all. Thank y'all so much for (laughs) supporting us. We appreciate you guys. Absolutely. So thank you. And they actually to tune in to our playback. So thank you so very much. Absolutely. And Kenya, shout out to Kenya. We see y'all. We don't, you know, mention everybody all the time, but we do see y'all and we do appreciate y'all. We're going to take a brief break and we will be back with a fabulous author. Y'all, did y'all see that cover? Yep, I got questions. I got questions. I got questions for Mr. Tony Lynn
1: Yeah,
4: <laughs> <Me too. laughs> Yes. Let <laughs> some of that uh, dance floor by Furnace. Shout out to E.P. Pope. Let's go.
0: i Cause I've been trying to find you mm. Been looking high and low Wanting you more and more To come in dirty wine yeah. Yeah. I love the way
1: you move it. I love the way you move
0: it. like how you're doing what you're doing mm. Mm. You, you got me hypnotized Got me all in my mind I'm trying not to lose it mm. Mm. Your body, body, body Drop it down low, then you pick it up I want it, want it, want it I want you so bad I can't get enough Your body, body, body Ooh, got me in my feelings Girl, you're a star That's what you are You know, you know you're doing something to me Got my emotions on a rollercoaster ride yeah, this thing's going on between us something I can't find Not tonight not tonight. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love Out here on the dance floor I'm in love on the dance floor I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love Out here on the dance floor I'm out of hiding Cause I've been trying to find you. Cause I've been to find Been looking high and low, won't you more and more. To come dirty wine, to come dirty wine. I love the way you move. I love the way you move. Like how you doin' what you do, like how you doin' what you do. You got me hypnotized, got me all in my mind. I'm trying not to lose it. Yo, body, body, body. Tell me about to beg I don't even care. I want it, want it, want I want you to myself, I don't, share. I don't wanna share Your body, body, body Ooh, got me in my feelings Girl, you're a star Ooh, that's what you are You know, you know, you're doing something to me I Got my emotions on a roller coaster ride This thing's gone Between us, something I can't fight. Not tonight. Not tonight. tonight. I'm in love. I'm I'm in love. love. Cause, I've been, I'm cause I've been trying to find you been looking high and low will not move your To come and dirty wine. Dirt wine I love the way you move Like how you doing? Your I like what doing what you're doing You got me your the Got me oh. all on my mind I'm trying not to lose It I'm trying not to lose i it. To come I'm it. I'm Cause I've been trying, trying to find you not I'm it. To wine I love the way you're moving Like how you doing oh, what you doing Like how you
1: doing what
0: you're doing. You got me with Got me all my mind I'm trying not to lose it Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh
3: you. Thanks for inviting me, you guys.
1: Great, great, you guys.
3: Okay, good, good, good. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I was loving that music, man. That was a good stepper song. It
4: wasn't it. So E.P. Plus is actually, uh, Furnace is actually the band that the game takes on tour. Uh, So that's the game's Ah. Uh, the band that plays for the game and so E.P. Pope is actually a producer and on the side of being a producer he does his own jazz album so that's coming out that's his new one that's getting ready to come out and so we appreciate him yes yes he's really dope really dope good at what he does so speaking Mm -hmm. of what we do let's talk that talk about you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey
3: Okay, well, uh, I've been published for about 21 years, um, started out with a murder mystery. I was told to um, to get published to write a murder mystery, so I wrote one. I had written um, two books prior, and um, I just couldn't get, them, get, couldn't get them looked at. Well, one publisher came to me with a pretty funny story. Um, this was after I'd published a couple of books, and he was like, uh, I remember you, man. You sent me that handwritten book. And I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know? So I wasn't quite um, savvy to how to or what not to send out, you know. So um, um, so I, the first book was published by Black Words Press, um, which is uh, Kwame Alexander, and he has moved on to young adult fame now. I don't think he's still publishing, but he published me, One Dead Preacher. Um, and then um, – we, I did I got with Carl and Carl did um, well. Kwame actually did another one. He did um, Prayer of Prey, and Carl mm-hmm. bought, Carl Weber bought Prayer of Prey, and he did he did it as um, Street Possessions, which mm-hmm. um, it, it took off. It was like uh, Thrill of the Year. It was also one of um, 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 you know noted. It was it was a noted book for that time. I think that was probably maybe 2002 2003. Um, mm-hmm. Then I, you know, I did Urban Affair. I did a bunch of books. Um, urban Affair, I did um, Chasing It. Um, uh, and uh like lot Chasing It, More Boy Than Girl, which is more recent, um, um, is a book with a transgender lifestyle. Um, generally, right. I did Murder Mysteries. I've done Street Lit or Urban. I've done um, Drama. Um, I've done Erotica. So I, you know, I I bounce around and I do a lot because I enjoy writing. You know, I do That's editing it. now. I uh, I do some editing. I don't do a lot of editing. Um, I'm finishing up a project now, and then I'm um, going back. I have a murder mystery that I was three quarters of the way finished when I got this project that I uh, I'm working on now. So I want to get this done so I can return to um, what I do. <laughs> you know, and, and that is the actual writing. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. And shout out to Carl Weber We love him here Y'all make sure y'all tune in to Family Business Next season comes out in October And you know Tony I'm glad that you you talked a little bit About your journey In um, submitting your Submissions to publishers You know a lot of authors Mm -hmm. Think that that is the easiest thing in the world You get an agent You submit a book and they just want it (laughs) right away And you know I, I always tell authors that You always got to have a backup plan, but you have to have your own. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't be scared to self-publish, because a lot of the best authors have self-published first. Um, And -hmm. when you are submitting your submissions or you have an agent that's submitting them, you are technically waiting for somebody to tell you that you're great. Uh, and a lot of authors mm-hmm. they get discouraged by that, but that's what that's the reality. You're waiting for a publisher to decide that you are a good fit for their brand and their books. Um and That's true.
3: But you're also, you know, waiting on Go ahead. You're also waiting on a uh an, an advance check. Advance you know, so that's um I've done both. i self-published and I've been, um, published. Um, and there are, you know, good parts about both. Um, you're right. It is someone waiting to say that, hey, yes, you are acceptable to what we're looking for and what we want. But when, if you are acceptable for that, there is some monetary gain to that, which is a little bit different. When I self-published, everything was out of pocket and done, you know, um, I don't know which I prefer. Um, There's a lot more work with self-publishing, but you have a lot more control, you know, Uh Um, and with smaller presses too. It's not just big press self-publishing. It's big press, small press, uh, mid-sized press. Um, Uh And now there's a lot of small presses popping up with the new digital age. Um, I've done a book with um, one, two small – three – three to two small, two small presses, and considering a third. So there's a lot now of um, actually three small presses and considering a fourth. So there's a lot going on that um, in the industry now. It's a live time, but you still have to be on your grind. You can't just write a book and think it's going to get out there. You know, Even if you self-publish mm-hmm. it, it could just end up being like 500 copies in your garage. You know, mm-hmm. so there's there's work to it. There's a grind to it. You know, there's um, no matter which way you go.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. under I want to throw in there understanding the publisher. Um, a lot of times mm-hmm. they uh, author by name, um, but you you got to know what is that publisher's trend. What do they like? If you go to Hallmark mm-hmm. and you say, okay, um, I can write a cozy mystery. <laughs> I can write a mystery. Let me submit it. You got to know what what they want. You got to know what kind mm-hmm. of romance some of these uh, publishers want. A lot of authors don't know the different uh, versions of romance. You got sleep romance. You got, I mean, there's so many and it's very specific how it's written. So not just That's understanding true. that Company's guidelines understand the company look at read some of their books some of their authors read some of their stuff to understand because sometimes you may have to water your pen all the way down and you may not want to do that you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. no it's not right them they're not here to tell you you're great you already know you're great You need to know, do they fit you? Does their brand fit Mm -hmm. your brand? Because if you have to water your pen all the way down, it may not be a benefit for you.
3: That's right. That's very true. That is true.
4: I'd like to add in addition to that, uh, guys, you know, when you're looking to publish, look and see what their library consists of. And 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 ask yourself: Is them are they missing something that I can provide to them? You know, mm-hmm. are their readership not getting something that I know I can excel at and be that standout author? You know, that's just a thought as well. And and trying to, you know, show how good and how what you have to offer is just as good as what they have to offer you. That's
1: mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm.
4: Absolutely. Now, Tony, when you, I want to go back, and we always talk about mm-hmm. a goal moment here. And a goal moment is when thought and execution come together. You know, a lot of times we're very when what and confusion come together. Oh, thought and
3: execution
4: when... come together.
3: Ah, okay, good, very good. Because
4: we have we can have a thought, but we don't execute movement. We're just thinking about it. Um, but at that point where we want to move, that's our goal moment. You know, and a lot of times our goal moments are late because, you know, we're mindful about how we treat other people, how we talk to other people, how they treat themselves. But when it comes to us, we're a little lukewarm. We will talk ourselves out of doing something in a minute. I can't do it right now. I got too much going on. It's always a reason why we can't do something. Uh, Whether it's a valid reason or not, there's always something that stops you from doing what you want to do for you. So we want to know, what was your goal moment when you decided to sell cat? Okay, I'm going to write this book, and I'm going to put this book out. I'm just going to do it. What was that moment like? Now, when are you talking about
3: all, all books, the first book? Which, your very which book first are...
4: one. Yep, your very first ah. one. You to step into okay. the lake. What was that moment okay. like? What well, was Tony's world like when he said, I'm about to do this. Let me just.
3: Okay, well, that was that handwritten manuscript that I sent out. Um, It was – I wrote it, and I was like, this is good. So instantly I put it in an envelope, and I sent it to – there was an agent here in Chicago called um, – I don't know. It was right before Liquor Stores, and I don't – literary agent. I have forgotten her name, but I sent it to her, and I sent it to Third World Press. Um, The agent was nice enough to uh, write me a note back. Um and so did third floor press said invest in a word processor or a computer um so um I did that um and i I sent it out and um I've actually bought a book. they showed me how to lay out manuscripts and how to you know do a query letter and all of that um i think it was a mag- it was a, a publishers weekly or something like that i I've forgotten. I read a ton of craft books, so i I my apologies for not remembering which book I purchased. But then I um and then I got letters back, right? Um rejection letters. Uh, Marie Brown actually sent me a letter saying that um whatever you do, keep writing. So that was really cool. Um so then um so that was it. When I finished it, that's when I was like, I got to go with this. Um, and and I've been that way a little bit premature because obviously I um, you know sending out a handwritten wasn't the way to, to do that. But um, so I react I act quicker than I um, than than I'm often prepared to do, and that's been my. So I I don't have a problem having a go moment <laughs> because I'm I'm going all the time. You She's know. Like, <laughs> I'm about my, I'm about to
1: make it happen. What, how can I do
3: this? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, now I do talk myself out some things though. So, um, yesterday, I was sitting there um, watching television, I was like, I could probably write gospel songs because I was looking at how much um, uh, success these got. Oh, it, it was a, a biopic a on on someone I forgot in the name. I was like, I could probably write gospel songs. So I did. I did, I did a search. I was looking. I was like, oh, I don't think I could write gospel songs. So I did talk my way out of that. I was like, I'm more comfortable doing writing writing this right and okay. um there was another go moment when i wrote a screenplay for one dead preacher and uh i guess i'm still going with that because i'm still trying to sell it i'm still marketing it um, i sent it out to everybody and their mama and i um i did some research and i called one guy who was um working um with tyler perry and he was amazed that I had gotten his phone number. And he's like, How'd you get his phone? And I didn't. I just did a little research. Actually, it was a lot of research, but I did come up with the number. And when I called him, he was like, Dude, this is not how this happens. You know, I don't know how you got this number, but this this isn't the way you approach people. But I was like, Well, you produce movies. I got a script. What's wrong with approaching you like this? And he was like, No, this is not how it's done. So, yeah, I don't have a problem really. Right. <laughs>
4: I mean, and and, and it's, you know, when you're going through it, you don't necessarily see it that way, but that's kind of how you have to be. Like, you have to honestly, that research, and sometimes it is who you know, but sometimes it's it's how hard you, you look to do what you're trying to do. And sometimes it's going to pan out, sometimes it's not. Even as an author, you have been writing uh, for over 20 years. Everything you write, Mm -hmm. uh, the readers are not going to, they're not going to jive with. It's not going to be their thing. Um, But then, Mm -hmm. you know, I always tell authors, make sure you tighten up your library, because when it Mm -hmm. does hit, they're going to go back and read. And you want to make sure What they go back and read is on point. And you mentioned your screenplay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of times, some of that happens just by somebody passing it along. You know what I'm saying? so making sure um, that you get that out there, because, you know, we're going to be looking for it now. Um, We're going to be looking for it now.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I have um...
4: You know, I'm going to be waiting to see, you know, periodically, I'm like... What channel? And you are
1: gonna
4: be like, not yet? I'll
3: be like, okay. But now you put it out. <laughs> put, I'll put it out in the atmosphere. Yeah. Now. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. I um, you know um, I have a um, for lack of a better word, a hustler's mentality, and um, I got this career where I've gotten um, I got it out the mud, right? It, it, there was no um, hey, here's this dude. No, that that, that wasn't how it happened for me. You know, um, it, it happened for me being diligent and always on it. Um, I'm hustling every day. Um, I, I, I got to this show because you guys got one of my marketing emails, you know, and I was very thankful that you did, you know, but that's what I do, you know. Um, you know, and that that's how it's been, you know. Um, I would love to, uh, I, and eventually I think I'm going to get to the point where, but I'll probably still, because even when Carl was doing my books, I was still hustling. I was still, <laughs> I remember I went to this one barber shop, and the guy was like, um, man, I just saw this book at Barnes and & Noble, and you out here selling them? I was like, yeah. And he thought that was so abstract. He's like, you're supposed to be sitting back. you just made it. It's like, no. No. Uh-uh. You know? Yeah. That's that book rhyme. A lot of
4: people, uh, that's what that book rhyme is. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and when you say a hustler's mentality, a hustler is just really a person that knows how to make things happen on multiple levels. It don't just necessarily have to be um, just street verbiage, but it's just somebody that gets what they have to get done. And when mm-hmm. you are in books, you have to have that that street hustle. You gotta have mm-hmm. it because you are constantly marketing yourself. You are constantly presenting yourself you are constantly uh being the billboard for your brand and you have to keep that engine going because if you don't nobody else is going to do it for you a lot of times (laughs) exactly. i got my book on amazon and amazon told me it was number eight that's nice but amazon is just a tool a tool to get you where you want to go you have Mm -hmm. so much you know more to do um but that's where they get caught up in where it's like they want a microwave literary career. And that's not how that works. So you going out there. Well, for for some show, people,
3: yeah, some people it works that way for if you have the proper connections, right? If you've graduated from um, school ABC and ABC on career day, they have literary agents from New York to come and meet with you. You have a better shoe land. Than, than than someone else, which is just the nature of the business. You know, I've seen people who have um, very first book, major book deal, because of the school they went to or because of the agent they acquired. So um, it, it it goes both ways. Um, there, for those who are not uh, fortunate enough to be in that situation, yes. But there are people who have never sent out a marketing email writers who you know who I know who laughed. they're like, "Dude, you still trying to do it? Yes, I am, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have a marketing department, <laughs> you know, but I've also seen writers get that, and those eight those companies have dropped them, right, and their whole mm-hmm. world has shattered because they don't have a they don't have a backup plan. all they had was that what that company did for them mm-hmm. so I've seen right. writers disappear too. You know, um, uh-huh. had that big six-figure advance, boom. Did not sell 5,000 books or 15,000 books, and boom, they're gone.
4: And did not you know, take that six-figures and reinvest in themselves.
3: Right. Or find out who their readers were, you know. Uh-huh. um, You know, that they were like, hey, you know, my books are being sold and blah, 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 blah. Well, who's reading you, dude? Who, uh, how are you, you know? I got – um, and this is not um, bragging, but I have emails that I've had in my database for 12, 15, 13 years, you know. And sometimes they tell me, man, look, take me off Let's quit sending me emails. I get that, too, you know. But I I, I know who my readers are. I don't know all of them, uh-huh. but I know, you know, I, I know my market. I, I know, you know, like the vampire book, um, you know, a lot of black people don't read vampire books, but I wrote a great vampire book. They'll make them read vampire books, you know? So, mm-hmm. but we had, um, what was her name? Dang it. Um, hold on. I'll I'll, I'll I'll call it later, but she wrote um, L.A. Steel, L.A. Banks. She was killing them. A black woman writing vampire books. Killed, you know, uh-huh. bestsellers list, you know? And that's, she did something that, People didn't do. Like when I wrote Prayer of Pray, people were like, man, dude, uh, this guy uh, prayed to the devil in this book. We can't, you know, be bothered with you anymore. I was like, oh, well, it wasn't for you. But so many other people, I, when I was in Detroit, what, um, a month ago, a lady came to my uh, table and said, oh, my God, that book, Street uh, Street Possessions, was great. I remember the twins, the story, and she remembered the whole storyline. That book's 18 years old.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely.
3: Right? That- so... so, so <laughs> So that meant something to me. So um, I forgot the point I was making. I'm sorry. <laughs> you oh, so the, knowing the market. So when when people were telling me, man, black people don't read vampire books, don't write no vampire book. I was like, yeah, well, dude, I want to write this book. And so I wrote it. Um, um, same thing when I did, I'm chasing it. I was warned. Publishers warned me, dude, you can't write a book with a, uh, it, the, the, the term was drag queen then. With a drag queen lead, I was like, I want to write it because I had admiration for um, particular drag queens that lived in my area. And when I saw the toughness, and I saw one beat a dude down, you know, dude snatched his purse. I guess he thought he was a little old lady. Beat him down, and I was like, he's still a man, you know. (laughs) But but right, he's down inside. um, right but i had that admiration i was like well, i want to write a book about these dudes or about these transgender people right and i wrote chasing it but now when i look at it and i see the um you know the pronoun thing it wasn't available like it is now cuz again that book's 17 16 years old you know and the same thing with mm-hmm. more boy than girl you know um but that was from a a woman who decided to live her life as a man so but I lost readers. That's what I was bringing up. I knew what my market was, but the the thought of writing the book was stronger than what I thought. And I didn't know my market that well either because that was probably my third book, and I didn't know the value of no, But now I think the people that read me will say, well, it's Tony. I don't know what it's going to be, <laughs> you know, because I get emails. <laughs> They're I mean, like, I, you know, I don't know if it's – but I do I, I do have some solid mystery writers, because I've written one-day preacher, one-day lawyer, one dead doctor. Uh, so that's three, and I'm doing one dead activist now. So that's three mysteries. And those people, they they, read, they may read something else, but there's a certain line that's waiting on the mysteries, which is cool. you know. And I got people who follow my street lit.
4: We got uh-huh. that stigmatism. I'm sorry? Like I said, And then there's that stigmatism. Is the only kind of reader a black author going to get is black. You see what I'm saying?
3: Ah, I mean Yeah, that's true.
4: As There's an author, a author
3: market.
4: Yes, right. as an author, there is a author you cro- need I, to be able to hit so many different readers. Um, you can't limit right. yourself because that's not where your pen goes. Your pen is universal. Right.
3: With well, my Yeah. Now my vampire book, it may appeal to a larger market than I'm thinking about. But now um I would love a lot because I, I had a larger market with the with the mystery when the mysteries first came out. There were all my readers weren't black, you know. All my readers were not black, and all my readers are not black now. But the majority are, but not all. You know, I've got quite a few. Um, ooh, weed! I burnt that up. I have quite a few people who read um, who read me that aren't black. I, I hate I hate it to be redundant about that but that's how but, it came
4: but out but it's a good thing because you know it's so many times and it, it's kind of frustrating um, when I think they kind of water down an African Just just society in general um, and place okay. them in a box when they can step into a market and nobody sees color in books we see a pen and so that pen it's gonna. It's kind of like going down seventy five. If that author's pen can take you on so many twists and turns, no matter what genre they're writing, they can write on the back of the potato sack. We're gonna pick it up. Right. A reader is gonna pick right, it right. up, and we don't see color; we see the pen.
3: And you know, it's funny because black people rewrite authors all the time, and some white authors have black character leads in mm-hmm. their work. So that's right. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, it should go both ways. So,
4: mm-hmm. Now, I have a I don't question, know. I have Tony. white author this, friends. Go ahead. This is Tony. You know, I, I just want to just talk about your writing in general since we're on that subject. But you talk about mm-hmm. your writing comfort, you know, writing books as opposed to songwriting. And at the start of your interview, you gave us a, a number of different genres that you wrote in, such as drama, erotica, urban lit. You know, but do you have a comfort zone in writing? Because it always seems to circle back around to murder mystery. Is that where you're most comfortable writing?
3: No, I I don't have a comfort zone. Um, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about doing a voodoo priest book now. Um, Oh, boy. (laughs) um, If anything, if it was anything that was uh, comfort, it would probably be street lit. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that's what... I had my first admiration for a writer. The first writer I admired was Donald Goines. Well, Gwendolyn Brooks, but she was a poet, right? I didn't know about her novel when I first met her as a poet. But the first mm-hmm. book writer I admired was Donald Goines. So mm-hmm. that's a whole, if you don't know who he is, um, I, I guess for lack of a, he writes urban, he writes uh, gangster books, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we know, so we was, know who he is. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Well that was my, and we call, uh, early we you exposure
4: they war true crime like those were true crime
1: stories,
3: <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, um so those were my uh that was my my basis, and when I read that, I was like, I could do this, you know, but then I mm-hmm. read um I started reading Agatha Christie and um a couple other um who was that other guy um Oh, barbie boys. (laughs) And and so I I was like, oh, I could do that too. But my initial Uh exposure to literature was street lit. So Uh as far as where I'm most comfortable, it's probably in that genre. Because even though the transgender pieces were written, they're street lit. You know, they are street lit. Uh So, yeah. Um, And that's what people say, though. Even uh, they'll say, Man, this is this story reminds me of this story that was this and this that and the other. So it was, but it's fun. Uh, but I like to write. I don't claim any particular thing to be the most comfortable. The, the most exposure mm-hmm. I had was Street List. Okay. All right. Now let's. Talk
1: so with that being said, oh go ahead, see. Mm-hmm.
4: No, I was gonna say with that being said, with his 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 book that we wanted to question about the, the cover, you know, you combined some of the things that I love in a TV show and a book, which is, you know, CIA. I love every CIA show on TV, murder, mystery, <laughs> vampire, and thriller. So that combination is kind of savvy. So how did you come up with, with all of those combinations into a, a book?
3: I wanted this book. When I was writing this book, I thought about the people they were going to say, man, I'm not reading a vampire book. And I was like, I'm going to get them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get those people. But I also wanted to do a, um, espionage, a spy thing, right? And I wanted Ooh. to kind of talk about the CIA. I wanted to do some political stuff. And I wanted to talk about a different type of vampire. I didn't want to do the, vamp, the, the the bad vampire, right? I wanted to do that, that vampire that emerges and moves like gas. I wanted to create mm-hmm a whole different type of vampire that people could see. And I wanted to do it so that they would read it in a short while, but then they would go back and say, oh, wow. Because, I mean, it's I think it's what, 208 pages, but it's, it's a fast read. But you're always asking, what's next? What's going to Oh, blah, blah, blah. And that, but I got to put in all the other stuff. So I wanted to do espionage, thriller, and vampire because I wanted the vampire to be more than just a blood sucking being, right? I wanted I wanted people to look at this and say, oh, I know I can hang out with her. I'll hang out with Melody Knight, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. that's I wanted people to be friends with her. I wanted people because that right. will read the second one, you know. Absolutely. You know, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty happy with the book. It was uh, you know, I'm I'm happy with it, and I think hopefully it'll cross. Um, it'll it'll have um, you know, it'll have a good readership.
4: And, but you know what? Yeah. A lot of times, books is kind of like walking into cold stones. You don't know what you like, even music. You know, you don't know what you like until you taste it. So you know, we walk mm-hmm. into cold stones, or we walk into Thirty One Flavors, and we're like, they get the little pink spoons. We like, what's this one taste like? Because first is our eye, candy. <laughs> whatever catches our right. eye, right? right? And it's just music. It's whatever but, catches our ear. Oh and it's like, can mm-hmm. I taste this one? What's that taste like? What's this one? You never know what you like until you taste it. Um, I read That's a right. Saeed Rom book, uh, Dogs, uh one and two.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And it was like the urban fiction um werewolf book. Like it was an okay. urban fiction twilight book. And it was different. Okay. But it was good. You know what I'm saying? So we never know what we mm-hmm. like. So you keep out there. You know, God is not putting it on your spirit just for it to just be there. He, he knows mm-hmm. what, what you can do and what needs to be done. Uh, and so you want to mm-hmm. bring people out of their shell. You want to be able to be that pink spoon. Let them take something different so they can be like, I need a vampire book with a vampire actually doing something. You know, so now
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> readers
4: want, they want to experience something more, something better,
3: Mhm, and that mm-hmm. the, the first page is the is is the pink spoon in a book, right that very first page it should be enough to make a person turn to the second page if it's not, then you kind of um, and so that's why so much attention so much of my attention goes into that first page um. After I died, I earned a Bachelor's of Science degree from the Illinois Institute of Technology and a Master's of Science degree from the University of Chicago. That's after I die. So that line, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm hoping, will make people go, wait, did they say after she died? <laughs> you know, so, uh-huh. you know, you got to have – oh, I'm sorry, dear. I didn't hear you.
4: Oh, no, I was agreeing with that one.
3: That... Oh, okay. Okay, I thought that okay, good. Yep. So that's what I do. That's what I uh, I try to um, to use your word, your metaphor. I try to give them a good pink spoon. <laughs> you know, I like <laughs> that. I'll keep that in mind. You're gonna hear that We're again. Gonna, you're gonna you to hear that one. <laughs> you
4: gotta make that pink purple. You to make it do what it do. The readers will come, yeah, yeah. but you know, once we've been introduced to something. Now it's like, it's kind of like the basics in life. You meet somebody, whether it's male or female, and it's like the basics in life. I I got a job, I got a place to stay, and I got a car. So it's like, that's the Mm basics. Now what else do you you got? You know, that draws people Mm -hmm. into you. So the fact that you have Mm -hmm. a a, a basic type character that you've leveled up, that draws readers in. Because now they're like, no, I like vampire books, but what does your vampire do?
1: <laughs> right, right,
3: right, right, and there's there's a there's a part of the market of people who are going to read the book because it's Tony Lindsay, and that's what I've worked my hardest to try to establish and to keep, to have people who say, "Oh, Tony wrote a book, I'm gonna get it," and that's the bond, uh-huh. right? That's that. Um, that's what I have uh, uh, have strive for, you know, and that's right. important mm-hmm. to me. Well,
4: you know, here on Let's we like to do some fun with our guests. You know, we want everybody to experience our guests on more than just one level. We want them to be able to experience them uh, on multiple levels because that's what draws people into you just, just as a person. Uh, and then mm-hmm. sometimes your eye is what holds them because they know what it is that you're doing and they know what it is you're working for. And they can see your vision now um, because they're able to experience you. And so T is gonna ask you a phone question. I don't know what she's gonna ask you. I don't know that. Um, that's not part of my department. But she's gonna ask you a phone question. Uh, and I'm just here for the the comments.
1: <laughs> okay. All right.
4: <laughs> well, Tony, thank you so much for joining Lisha and I and spending some of your purchase time here on Let's Chat evening. You know, this is now your home so you're welcome here anytime. Anytime that's something okay. in your spirit you want to share with your readers, just let us know and we'll make it happen. But your fun question so, tonight, please. you know, I've been I've been listening to you and your journey and your passion for you. what you do. You, your fun question tonight is if you could take places for one week with any of your characters, one character in any of your books books, what who would it be and why?
3: I would probably trade places with David Price who is the um the lead in, in my murder mysteries um possibly because Uh-oh. David has fun you know David goes places he does things and he's based uh, a, it would be he's based a lot on me you know so there's um oh, some okay. familiarity some familiarity in in his lifestyle and I would um mm-hmm. I would like to hang out with his best friend Ricky because I think that's he you make a bit of a good friend. And like I say, David gets into it. You know, I um, I released the 20th anniversary edition of One Dead Preacher. And I was surprised. The new readers that um, picked it up. And I don't know who I thought was going to pick it up because you already got the book. Why would you buy it again? But I bought the 20th edition of, like, James Baldwin's um uh, uh, Paula Marshall. So I had bought 20 editions before, why I feel. So I thought I a like possibly tap into that market. But mm-hmm. I would definitely be David Price for a week. That would be cool.
4: Okay. All right. So Uh-oh. now I read it. When they, when
3: they read that,
4: they're going to think of you as the lead. It's the data price.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that would, that, I, I would be honored. <laughs> I would be honored. We dress a lot. <laughs> we dress a lot alike. So Oh,
4: wow. <laughs> we so appreciate you. We appreciate you taking your time out, spending your time, your space, and your energy with the ladies and Let's Chat. Like Miss Tommy said, you are welcome back anytime. Make sure that you Thank shout you. out all your social media, uh, the latest book, uh, Melody's Nights, nice, where everybody can get that book, uh, and any events people can be able to catch you at.
3: Okay. Um, I am doing on October ninth I'm gonna be at the Dusabo Museum. On um September twenty fifth and twenty sixth I'm gonna be at the Hyde Park Jazz Festival. Um and hopefully in April I'll be uh in Atlanta with you guys so you know I'll do a, a, get a All table right. there.
1: That's you that know? So, place um place
3: you there you go. There you go. <laughs> um so that's about it. I you can get you can uh Google me Um, You could pipe in Tony Lindsay and Facebook on this L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. As far as Twitter, it's T-O-N-L-I-N-Z-A. Instagram and all that's just a regular name, Tony Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. And that's how you get me. Oh, uh, www.penforhire.com. www.pen, the number four, hire.com will open up my editing services. But if you put my name into Google, all that pops up.
4: Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you, and we want to see Mm -hmm. you, and we'll see you again because we'll see you for your live interview, but we thank you so very much, Tony.
3: Cool, cool. Talk to you soon.
4: Okay, thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Bye-bye. Bye. That was awesome
4: that was so awesome so awesome welcome to the last chat um miss lisha you know we got our right hand and most of the time she is my left the fabulous miss tony we were just talking that talk with the fabulous author tony lindsay make sure if you missed that interview that's okay head over to our archives here at blogtalk.com you can also catch it on iheartradio uh Like, follow, share, and subscribe to everything. Let's chat. We have our next fabulous guest out of Ugly Money Out
5: of I hit on these um lottery tickets, so I'm going to go back to the store. Cassie James real quick. Yeah. Well, shit? Fuck with me. I'm waiting to tell me I'm ready. Fuck with me.
4: We ready. All right, bro. (laughs) We
5: got
4: money romance out of Ugly Money Records Camp. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the chat room. What's up? What's up? Thanks for can joining us okay? this evening. Yes. Yeah, can, you can
5: you hear me
4: okay? Yes. Oh, sure what yes. So we want you to tell everybody a little oh. bit about your musical journey uh, <laughs> and a little bit about yourself.
5: Um. You know, my musical journey began. You yeah. know, I, I'm a I'm a soulful hip hop artist. You know. I don't like to be categorized or, or whatnot. I just like to, you know, saying present what I feel. It's, it's all a presentation, entertainment for me. It's, it's, it's a source of my purpose of what I feel like I bring to the table, or what I was put put here to do. You know, I, I'm come um, come straight out of Augusta, Georgia, Richmond County. You know, saying the hometown of the Godfather soul himself. So you you already know what that what that's like being on your back right there, having to hold that right there. Hello. Mm-hmm.
4: Absolutely, yes. absolutely, and I, you know what? I'm glad that you said this because I was like, uh, I like DJ Snake a lot, and DJ Snake got this new song, and I really kind of realized that on it's the, the 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 soul up under the the voice that draws people in when you're creating your music. Uh-huh. Uh, do you create it to the beat first, or you know what you want to say and add the beat to
5: the word? Um, I try to do it both ways. You know, just like with with sports, you you um, on the sports you you good at, you can play like is like football. You one dimensional when you make it to the top level. of basketball, it's it's more you have to be both sides. So I try to be a more of a, of a writer off beat and then a writer with with the beat too to see what the beat offers or what the beat brings. Because you get caught up nowadays with um, once the artists get hot, all the producers you know flock to trying to make a beat according to that style. So you you get mm-hmm. caught up in that too. So you well, I particularly, but my common way just to just write it down, just see, without the beat. Well, uh-huh. So when, uh-huh. so the beat the
4: words come before the beat. Do you, when the music yeah. is laid? do you, how do you marinate yourself with the music where you are just like stealing it? Do you have to listen to it a couple of days at a time before you uh, put the vocals you have, you on you it? What's to, that process yeah. like?
5: So, I mean, you have to like, like, it's like cooking, really, really cooking. If you really are, are serious about your craft, you know, every song is not going to be a, a, a good song. But you just have to be serious and have a purpose with what you what you're trying to aim at, what you're trying to target and that's what I try to target with. I, I marinate with a beat for a long time and just see how many topics I can come up with. And and which one I I may present the best way or which one can can catch everybody. You know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's how I approach it. But three to four three days or if you just want to kind of just say okay let me see how fast i could just write something about you know a blue ball or, or something like that just to keep your your skills up that, and that's that's what i'm having now you being by yourself especially when you're by your when you're by yourself alone that's when you need to test yourself the, the most because that's when you're known to slack off mm,
1: okay.
4: absolutely i agree now we always talk about a goal moment here and a goal moment is when thought and execution come together a lot of times we we give ourselves excuses on why we can't do something right away. Um, and a lot of times it's fear of change. You know, when we when we are thinking of these things to do and these steps that need to be take taken, change is inevitable. And a lot of times we don't want to change right away. So we got to talk ourselves out of it. What was your goal moment like when you decided to enter into the music industry, uh, create your own lane, and make it yours? <laughs>
5: Like you, like you said, we, we come up with excuses why we we can't chase our dreams, and and I was and I can say uh, to admitting that I was a victim of that of uh, of making an excuse why I couldn't chase my dream. If I if I really wanted to do music, I kept putting a barrier in front of it to you you forget about it. But it takes like you know God first talking through people. If somebody just keep coming to you and just hey man, you just out of random like hey you still doing music? You still doing music? And it's like okay, you touched that person. You know what I'm saying? They hear something in your melody and your voice that you attracted them to and then it's just like you're in a system. If that if that's the system you, you're gonna be stuck in, you're comfortable with, okay, cool. I was in the system and I was like, Okay, this is not me. So before it's too late for me to 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 ride in here, I'm gonna go ahead and take this leap of faith and get out now. And I look at it like mm-hmm. if I can say, Okay, bump this job, I'm gonna go take another job and work for somebody else, I can say, Okay, I'm gonna work for myself. I'm going to go chase this music dream for myself because I, I'm, I'm benefiting this boss by saying, okay, I'm going to come to your job and work harder mm-hmm. and show you why the last job let me go. So I'm going to look myself in the mirror and say, okay, I'm going to show you why you told them jobs you gone.
4: Absolutely.
5: You and, know,
4: you, you know, we were talking about this with the, our previous guest about people waiting for people to tell you that you great. Uh, It's in any industry, it's in every industry, and we deal with it on a daily basis. When you go to work every day, you work so hard for your boss to tell you that you're great and for them to give you a 25 cent raise. But I'm glad that you said, listen, if it ain't working for you, that 25 cent don't benefit you, you might as well earn your own 50 cent um, and, and, and have your freedom.
5: Yes. It be be your own. Like you you can get as far as you can get. You never know who's behind you looking, and and you know what I'm saying. Looking at, as you as a visionary. When I um showed my niece was teaching my niece how to run track. I told her as long as you don't see nobody in front of you, you win it. You know what I'm saying. Right now in this race, I'm looking at everybody's in front of me. So I'm, I'm I'm passing people passing me, but the biggest person I got to pass is myself because. You know, I'm in my shadow. So I, once I pass myself and keep telling myself, okay, I'm out here, keep going. Because without a strong support, people are only going to support you to a certain extent. They're only going to support you to the time to go back to work. Everybody's supposed. Oh yeah, man, you right. Oh, look at the time. I got to get up and go into work in the morning. But to you, when you start oh. bringing the residual funds in, it's like then the support teams come. But at the same time, you can't be putting giving out your hard earned money unless it's like okay, you on my support team. This is gonna be your job. This is gonna be your job. This is gonna be your right. job. Because nobody, nobody mm-hmm. yeah, nobody cares about your dream but you. And nobody sees you going.
4: As far as they see themselves going, so a lot of times they no, may be doing it, but if they don't see themselves doing it, they don't see you doing it, you know. So it's hard. for And them that'd be to the
5: biggest thing for some of yeah. Yep, that's that backhanded support.
4: Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, oh. to keep going. No, no, I I totally agree, but I also want to ask him. You know, you talked about like when you're alone and slacking off, when you when you get in moments like that what is your inspiration to keep you going what do you
5: ins- you have what i mean you I, um in, enhancing my uh my mind brain because like she said earlier once you jump out the system as soon as you run into that brick wall your first Mind frame thing is to go back into the normal of that system. So with me, when I get into mm-hmm. that rock, that when, when I hit these walls that I be hitting, it's my, my mind goes right back to those systems. Okay, damn. I, let me go ahead and go. No, don't go back. Do this right here instead. Put this. So I, I either, you know, what I'm saying, listen to um books or rhyming books. I listen to anything that pertains into what am I chasing? Whatever well, I'm, I'm, ch- I'm chasing. That's what I'm, 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 I'm looking for. You know, I'm listening uh-huh. for. I'm listening I have audible I listen, um, anything like I say anything dealing with being being smarter, writing better rhymes, how to critique yourself better on the stage, how to you know, this and that. What 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 I could have said better than this when I have show mixes, how what should I do on this? Anything that's pertaining to my goal and that's what I could tell anybody that's chasing that goal. When you hit that brick wall, just look up something new that's pertaining to your goal that you're trying to reach, something new that's uh, to keep from going back into that system, because you, or else you're just going to fall right back to that system and there's nobody to blame but yourself.
4: That's so true, and not just in music but in life. Um, I want to also and ask life, you, period. you know, exactly. I want to ask you, you know, because you have so much to give and you have, it sounds like you're bottled up with so much inside that you want to express but what is the most difficult part of your artistic process? You know, what do you feel is the most challenging on this <laughs> journey of yours?
5: <laughs> it's, it's I mean, it, it when you when I like when I say entertainer, it's like okay, you can write it down and you can go in the booth and you can lay it perfect. But then they mm-hmm. say, oh man, that song nice. But then after that, it comes time to perform it on the stage mm-hmm. in front of everybody, and then so it's like. If people don't know your words, it's like, oh man, you are you you on an island by yourself. Wow. My, and I, I I'm, I want to admit this now. So when I when I'm famous, I can go back and say, oh man, I got over that hump because right now I can admit like to a certain to a certain extent, I I'm a bit stage right on how to present what I'm trying to give mm-hmm. give to the people. Mhm. So that that's so that's one barrier that? that I'm I'm busting out of.
4: Okay, so when you're, what you're saying is that when an artist goes and performs live, and thousands and thousands of people, fans are singing their song, that is, that
5: that in and of itself
4: is like you've made it. I mean, what what is that feeling like when, like you said, you're not on the island I mean, by I, yourself.
5: I, I can't tell you that feel that feeling because it's one thing for <laughs> for you to drill it in your friend's head your friends here Uh and come to the show and they recite your words but if you're from like i'm from augusta georgia richmond county and and i go Mm to um north carolina and i go and perform as soon as i come out there and perform and those people are saying my words that's that's to me that's like those people are that to those people i'm like the pastor that's my congregation you feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's in church uh-huh. when they recite the Bible, they recite my scriptures back to me, no matter how wacky it may be or to somebody else. When you go going like they recite it, like, wow, that just tastes, you don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, uh-huh. like, okay, okay, that's motivation to keep going. Like I had a wow. song, post Some Water" on me. It was so catchy that I did a um, a show, and the the, the the females didn't knew me fr- did knew me from anybody. But when the song post Some Some Water" on me, I didn't even have water. But it was just the illustration of doing that. That's how deep I am with this. Of how I want to deliver, and I want my city to be known for. If anybody comes before mm-hmm. me, after me, or what, you know what I'm saying. I will hope they bring. But that's when you hear "Money, Romeo, Ugly Money, and a- T." That's what I'm bringing. You know what I'm saying. Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: Wow! I've always wondered how artists feel when they're out there singing, and all they have to do is just, you know, like encourage the crowd, and they're singing those songs.
5: It's it's yeah. lot. a whole of like it's, it's such an a high.
1: It,
4: it's
5: an art. hmm Yeah, it is. You do once once you get that high, like like Kanye, like Kanye West, um, did itself, It's, it's a high like that.
4: Absolutely. Mm, now what?
5: That's that's your purpose. Yeah.
4: It is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lee. That's okay. No, I was gonna ask um so you've been through so much in your in your journey, right? You have touched so many people. you have had to learn business wise. You've had to do so many uh things to get to where you are now. If you have to drop five jewels on an artist. Somebody that was thinking about being an artist. What are those jewels you would drop on them?
5: Stop, stop worrying about who support. First, keep perfecting your craft. Believe in yourself. Stop worrying about who's supporting you. Pray every day about it, and just keep pushing. Because prayer helps. Because prayer is like a meditation. What you are praying for to keep reminding yourself of what you doing it for? What you doing it for? My daughter got me a trophy. You know you know what I'm saying? My um, daughter was just visiting me, and my birthday came up, and and, and she was like, we, we was in the house. I run up there, to, Hey, what you think about this song? What you think about saying this? What you think about doing this? And, you know, I would have never thought that she would have got me a gift like that, like a trophy, like with my name and stuff on it. And for your child, you know what I'm saying, to get you something like that means a lot. Like, okay, I'm pushing for you. You know what I'm saying, Dad? If that's more motivation for her. Like, okay, man, look, my, my dad don't care what people say. He He doing it. You know what I'm saying? So that's like a bear and that's what I want other people. Don't be afraid to do something different because everybody in that crowd is not the thug. everybody is not the nerd. Everybody has their own purpose in that crowd. But you, you know what I'm saying, peer pressure and and feeling like, "Okay, this it was acceptable." You'll fall right into that suit, that system. Just be, you know what I'm saying, just be you. Everybody has a, has their own and like, their own fan base.
4: You are right about that. You are right about that. And and I love it because I think that you know, parents don't understand that you, our kids are watching even after they are grown. Um, and it's yep. one thing when other people are proud of you, but when your kids are proud of you, it's something
5: different. Well, yeah, when you you know, you, you, you go to your you go to your relatives' house and your nieces and nephews them know your song. You know, you're know saying know your song. Like you, it, it makes you feel good because it's like okay, one they remember it. Like, okay, somebody, you can let somebody hear your song and it go in, the, in one ear and out the other. And it's like, okay, you, this just like a month that went past. And then this being digital helps a lot too now because I've been around during the CD era and the past around plenty of CDs to different little spots that you wouldn't even hear about. But I bet if you would have said my name or whatever, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we done heard that song or whatever. But now it's so digital that, look, you just put it in, it, you pop up on a commercial uh, now and little kids be like, hey, I know that dude, that's such and such. So, But, like, being nephews and nieces, that's very motivational, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I say, that turns a light bulb on in their head, like, okay, my uncle doing this, if based off what they could be hearing, you know what I'm saying, somebody else talking about, but look at look what my uncle talking about, or look how he doing it, or look what he's saying and what he's doing, he don't care. So they're going to make them be brave and step up into their character and not be afraid to break out of that shell. That's true.
4: And sometimes it can be really hard breaking out of those shells and, and still be productive. Yeah. And being that example You're your that biggest they enemy. Think, You're your biggest because enemy. even if they don't go into music, just in the, in life in general, the things that they experience, whether it's and a... they're
5: not going to be a they not going to be scared to attack that goal. That one right. little incident, one little incident in this life made it help them. Like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and chase being a lawyer despite what they say. People say may say we might not make it there.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: With that being said, mu- yeah. if you if wasn't, I, if doing, I wasn't music, doing
5: music, what would you feel you would be doing? Um, uh, I like to Did I like to do acting too, but you know, you can't you can't everybody can't be funny I, all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's just my nature. I guess I'm just a funny, cool dude and you you know what I'm saying, but Acting, I like the act. I like the whole entertainment biz. It's just that getting more critiqued into it. But that's what I would see mm-hmm. myself doing. You know, I I could talk a little bit too. If you if you, if you ever want me to be on the podcast, you know, after having this conversation, I see you like my intellect. So if you ever need me on here to help you <laughs> dissect people, or whatever, you know, I'd be happy to. You know. He's like, I'm to <laughs> so go out
4: there and let y'all
1: know.
5: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm happy, I'm, happy to bless, I'm happy to bless the you know, the podcast for you guys putting me on here, you know. And I'm pretty sure so it's pretty much on more people that you might want to touch in Richmond County that you might want to say, hey, you know, I can point you in the right direction of people or whatnot. You know, it's all about connections mm-hmm. and, and putting helping each other. I'm all about that.
4: <laughs> well, I did not expect that, but we thank you for it. <laughs> And yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. When you add, when you got a whole, listen, when you have a Rolodex, when you add names to that Rolodex, that's a whole other thing. You know, you have to understand, mm-hmm. like, he just added himself to our Rolodex, see? <laughs> he sure did. I love
5: it. Go for it, That's how you got to do it out here. Yeah. Wow. I, I can see us I, I can see it. us turning I can hear us right now.
4: Well <laughs> since you <we're> from Augusta. <laughs> um, tell Keith yeah. Robinson that we still waiting for him to come back.
5: <laughs> yeah, we we welcome exactly. anybody to come back, man. Anybody. We That's waiting right. on anybody, anybody. to some love too. <laughs> you know, we open off yeah. anybody. You know, show us some love.
4: Now, where do you see yourself? I know you said you you see yourself in movies. Um, But outside of entertainment, um, what other side of the business do you want to do? Like, what's what's the vision for you and your brand?
5: I mean, like I said, I want to be, be, I guess, a Facebook for my city. Cause mm-hmm. that that comes with it, mm-hmm. with that you want to be you want to be able to bring a, a, a gateway for people that's behind you. So that's what I want to sustain outside of music. I want to get into um, real estate, owning property, making stuff um, acceptable for my kind too. Um, uh, dance and stuff mm-hmm. and all that; those revenue avenues are open now too. You know, I have a friend who's in dance competitions and stuff. I want to bring all that small stuff that people just uh, normally see other places and be like, oh, that's not here that they believe that's so far-fetched, but it's just like that. It just takes somebody to start it and people to come mm-hmm. in and willing to help maintain it with a good-looking image. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I'm
4: glad that you said that because, you know, even in the news nowadays, you know, when, when we see rappers or hip-hop artists, and just recorded artists in general, sometimes they do some interviews or we see them on social media, and us on the outside looking in, we be wondering, who's on the back phone on the other line telling you not to say that or do that, or who is your people? Or, you know, because when we see that a lot of times they're not very mindful about what you just spoke on. They, they don't think about that. Um, Is it because they've reached so they've reached to such a level of their career, not that they feel like they're untouchable, but if they feel like it's unnecessary for them to continue having that type of integrity
5: going through the industry? I mean, it's kind of hard to say if you're not there. You feel what uh-huh. I'm saying? If you're not really in in that lane or whatever, you, you don't know what, what makes those person tick to go to that person. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It, could be, it could be anything. You know, good go to bad. You you always need good and bad. So it's like one minute they may be talking political. and next minute they talking about they done, they done shot somebody or did whatever. So it's like it's it's always a scrambling fence. It's never like okay, you just gonna be a a good one because they always gonna project nothing but the bad. And uh-huh. That's why most people try to political there people in one minute, but it shouldn't take a political event for you to just be Oh, now I want to be political. I want to drop some political or whatever just to catch in that way. you should be already have some already in in the arsenal. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. For a situation like that or just be already awoke to the certain situation uh-huh. but Like I said, I can't I, I, I'm not a person to speak on stuff outside of my lane uh, Unless I'm like right there at the forefront living it. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, what you said was so true. You, you should have been doing it. If this is something that you know um, that that you're passionate about, don't wait, you know, till whenever. Do it right then and there. That is a necessity. Mm-hmm. You have that platform because a, a black man in the entertainment industry, a black man that can write, a black man that can create music. First of all, music is a drug all by itself. Uh, exactly, it, it, it captures people, and they don't have to even hear your words before, you know, to be captured by um, your soul. So, when you have a platform like that and you can reach so many people, why not use it To benefit the people, sometimes you know what I'm saying.
5: So I like what you said. Yeah, because you know, you know what, you know what, we all know what it's it's about when it comes to you know. I don't want to get too racially inclined because they'll start searching for you if you get too racially into it or whatever. (laughs) And I ain't ready to defend myself that extra for stuff like that racially. But we already know what it Uh is, and you just have to play. You have. I don't want to say play your role, but if you're for the people, you for the people. You know what I'm saying? Me, right. I have like I say, if, if 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 we do this podcast and it and I say I, we do this podcast, boom! Tomorrow I'm the man of the hour. I a whole city on my back now. Whole city I got to put forth. forth That's now. right. You know what a I'm lot saying? Mm-hmm. So a the more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's
1: so true. once, you're
5: listen, today, listen. once you, once you, once you talk, if you black rapping, you already automatically you you got to be for the black people automatically. You don't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? It's like one yeah. mm-hmm. you got the rap struggle, this and that right there. But any uh, the other exancy they can rap that they trap kings, kings and queens or whatever, but they they not gonna talk about, you know what I'm saying, anything happening in the government, smuggling money or stuff like that, money laundering and stuff like that. But if, you know what I'm saying, you gotta look at it like mm-hmm. that on the aspect. It's all all the acting a, a character. People out here really mm-hmm. out here really falling for these jingles.
4: Absolutely. Wow. That's true. That's Don't so true. true. that's true. That's true. Wow. You know, Well, that's true. I, I want
5: to go to your I connection. Mean, I, with I'm you. a young, I I grew up around old, older, older heads, man. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up around older heads, like, put knowledge to bestow stuff upon me. Like, you know what I'm saying? How to, how to carry and how stuff should be. So it's like, okay, one minute, I, I, I'm 80s, baby. Wow, crazy. Then the next minute like, boom, this right here. So it's like. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, mm-hmm. like you said, we got to be for the people and put each other on instead of like everyday, everyday killing. Because we need That's each other. Killing, stunt, and flick. You know? Yeah, we need each other. That's the only way you're going to make money. Do. You can make only a certain amount by yourself, but once you get to a certain statue, you got to start hiring what? Employees. That's right. That's right. That's
4: right. Now check. Now you're you check. Now like you said, you're responsible for a lot more people than just yourself. You know, right. once once yeah. you hit that and level. People, now you're responsible for other people on their families. Yeah. That's right.
5: Yeah. And most people break most people break up under that responsibility. Uh, you know, because they looking at it one aspect. You know, I had a teacher, she always to tell me, You're a leader, you're a leader or whatever. So uh, me or my aspect I know my glory may not come from basking into showing the money flexing mine might be just being a leader or or shining my glory may be coming from just being a leader of seeing other people look at what i've opened gateway if i i've opened or whatever eliminating the crab in the bucket mind frame like because the only reason that mind frame Mm -hmm. is is, i believe the only reason we have the crab in the bucket mind frame is because everybody's trying to go into the same go the same way so when you got all these people trying to go to the same way it's a lot of people crowded but if you go ahead and get the one who with the, with the great peripheral vision, he's going to see, wow, I can go around this way. So now you, you mm-hmm. hey, y'all, look this way. So now mm-hmm. that crab in the bucket is breaking up.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Got to be of unique. Up, pulling, pulling, one, you know, pulling, yeah, pulling each other back. Everybody trying to go that same way. Not, like I say, it look like a crab in the bucket. Everybody trying to go the same way, same way. Mm-hmm. When you just go around, you go around this way, make a new path.
1: That's right.
4: So true. Absolutely right. Now you know here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun with our guests. We like to be able to show you on multiple levels, so that people are experienced in all sides of you, not just as an artist, but as a man in general. So T is going to give you a fun question. I don't know what she's going to ask you. That's not what I do. Um, but I, I'm, I'm here sorry, for the
1: comments. <laughs> <Well, I'm talking.
5: laughs> I'm driving. I'm driving
4: <laughs> as we speak, so don't think it's <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it simple since it's your first time visiting us. But uh, we want to thank you for joining us. But if you can tour with two artists, dead Man, or alive, who would they be and why?
5: Two artists are dead or alive. Oh, mm-hmm. let me see. See, I, I like. See, I like so many artists. You know what I'm saying? I I, I was a pop fan but not to the extent, extent of, like, really listening to the lyrics, like, really having their lyrics that I want to be like. You know how some people go overboard, you know, like, people get goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, me, I, um, my number one would have to be uh, DMX. He was just lyrical. I just, mm. When I first heard him, you know what I'm saying? It's like the first time you're hearing somebody, they give you, like, goosebumps. So I heard him as a young mm-hmm. guy, and it was like some of the stuff he was there and the video that you would see back in the old, on the old B.E.T., it was kind of relatable. So I, 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 I attracted to him. And then me being from Georgia, of course, you know what I'm saying, you're going to like um Pastor Troy, those people like that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody used to have a right. Pastor Troy chin. You feel what I'm saying? The, the long little goatee. So, you know what I'm saying, those would be like <laughs> two, just two I could just name. It's like, you know what I'm saying, just give you like. Mm. So we love awesome. it. We love it. Yes, yes. Well, we so appreciate you coming to kick you with us here in the chat room. Go ahead. Open some doors, man. Money, romance, and open up some doors. Y'all, we get on this podcast. I bring y'all, y'all. I know y'all like Starbucks
1: <laughs> or whatever. We get up, we get up, up. we get up here and we talk. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> You are always welcome. If some yeah, of you up here and you like, listen, I got some things. I got about a few minutes between here and here and gotta go to the studio. There's some things on my spirit I wanna talk about. You are always welcome. You give us a call and we will make it happen.
5: That's what's <laughs> up, man. I hey I I, I I try to stay off Instagram so much and be trying to focus. So I, I it was like doing my fast. I have a little fast period where I don't do no social media. So I just happened to pop up and see oh. and like, Oh man, I'm supposed to be on this podcast. Oh, let me hurry and finish doing what I'm doing out here so I can at least be somewhere to talk to them. I was like, oh, damn, I thought I missed it, but I thank y'all for um, having me out here, too. Well, we thank you. It's been fun.
4: Yes, man. And again yeah, yeah, you I are welcome this. back this anytime. Okay. We appreciate you. Now yeah. what I didn't get yeah. is I didn't get your music. So you gotta make sure you send it to me. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna DM you the email so that you can send me the music because we like to be able to not just talk to the artist, but we like to play your music.
5: Okay, that's what's up. I I sure, surely will. See? Come on, baby, drive that car. Absolutely. You gotta drive your car too, girl. <laughs> oh yeah, Well, before that, you yeah. go, we want you we want you to
4: be safe. Just shout out to social media and everywhere uh people can get your music.
5: Oh man, y'all can check me out anywhere, man. Anywhere. Money money Romero. You know what I'm saying? And y'all check out Ugly Money ENT, Street Baby Zay, China Monet. you know what I'm saying? Street go check out that Street Baby Zay, um look how we ballin' video. You know, go check that out ASAP. Know they gonna love that. Mm-hmm. But, You know, other than that, you know, I let us stay stay tuned because we got some things coming, man. We got some real things coming and cooking. I promise. Mention after this part. All right. Hell, this is the turner. <laughs> awesome. You keep
4: you keep me sitting up posted and always you know let us know. Definitely keep us
5: in. What's a little ugly. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Right. <laughs>
1: And we
4: will talk no to you soon. Enjoy the rest of your evening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
4: appreciate you kicking it with us here on the chat room. If you're just tuning in and you missed the interviews that we've had with Ugly Money recording artist, Romel, and author Tony Lindsay, no worries, just head over to our archives and listen to the replay. You can catch us here. You can catch us on iTunes or anywhere you can – any podcast app just do uh miss tony and let's chat radio with miss tony and leisha and we will pop up for you uh we will see you guys on next time make sure you like follow and subscribe to everything let's chat hit up our youtube channel for let's chat live and we will see y'all soon have a great weekend and thanks for joining in good night good night